What's up, everyone? This week on the pod, we are going to do a new thing, and we're calling it the Super 7. And basically what we do is we're going to build out a mixtape playlist of our favorite songs. And so uh, this is a fun one here. We've got Daniel, we got Episode 1, Joe Rivas, and we have the mighty Kim Possible of Shea Cafe fame. And I didn't, I forgot to mention that she booked the first Take Offense show ever. She uh, let me know after. So I got to get that in there. Um, so if you would like to support the show, please like rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Also, please subscribe to it, um, on Apple podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. If you would like to go the extra mile, you can go to patreoncom slash 185 miles South and support the show. That way the Patreons are my personal heroes. Also want to say we announced the, Nardcore for Life 12 inch compilation that is coming out on September 4th. Uh, there's 24 bands on the comp, and uh, everyone is doing new exclusive songs. It's all recorded, it's been mastered, it's at the plant. Um, you got everyone from Ill Repute and Stolly 13 to uh, Dead Heat and Downpressor. You got Inga Troll, you got Retaliate, you got a new No Motive song, you got Mad Shit. Uh, we will, you might, you might have seen the track listing by now. If not, that'll come out soon enough. Um, but we've advertised all the bands and the pre-order will, yeah, it's already out now. So the pre-order, you can uh, pre-order on July 1st. Um, so yeah, uh, that's another way to support us is pre-order the Narcor for Life compilation on Indecision Records. So go to indecisionrecords.com and pre-order that record. It would be much appreciated and it... Uh, it supports the uh, the pod adjacent projects that we're doing, so uh, that's it. Let's get on with the pod. Thank you. One hundred eighty five miles south, a hardcore punk rock podcast. All right, guys, this week on the pod, we are going to do a new fun game, and we're going to call it Super 7, and basically what we're going to do is we are going to create a seven-song playlist based on whatever criteria we choose. So this week, we are deciding that uh, the criteria is we're going to make a mixtape that is an introductory mixtape to hardcore, that you'd give someone... Uh, who's never heard the genre before to like convince them to like this style of music and that represents the style of music. So some personal preference in there, also some historical, uh, you know, preference has to be in there and so forth. Uh, this week on the pod joining me is one of the former bookers of the Shea Cafe, Kim Possible. And you can say hi, Kim. Hi, Kim. <laughs> Also a former employee of Lose Records, correct? Yep, Lose Records. That's how I met you guys. Awesome. When Incontrol came into the record store before our show. Yeah, we used to always come. It, it was my favorite record store for a long, long time. And you know what? Yesterday, I got Judge New York Crew at uh, Lose. Did you really? Yeah. Awesome. I know. Pretty stoked. Thanks for supporting. Yeah, for sure. I still support. Um, I also worked at Amoeba up in Oakland, too. 
Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I've hit all three Amoebas. So uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the Hollywood one when it reopens. Um, yeah, for sure. The new, the new Sad deal. Sad to see it gone. I know, I know. It's like the only good thing about driving to Oxnard is like, if I get stuck in a little traffic, I'm like, I'm getting off the freeway, dude. I'm going to Amoeba for an hour and a half. Fuck it. But, uh, okay. Also on the line, we got episode one, the legend, Joe Rebus. Good evening, morning, afternoon. Yeah. Good evening, everyone. Or, and good afternoon in Tokyo. Um, and you know, you know him, you love him. It's Daniel Sant, the, uh, former singer of over my dead body and Northern towns. Hello, hello, hello. All right. So, so what what you didn't mention in the intro, Zach, uh-huh. is that we're doing this like fantasy football style, That's and at the end, each, right. each one of us will have a collection of seven songs. And so we're going to ask the fans to vote which mixtape out of the four mixtapes is the best. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the problem we might run into, again, with not uh, – with Daniel not briefing Kim on the rules until uh, we were recording <laughs> is what well, we, we, we originally talked about having a stipulation that's got to be on Spotify. So we could post the podcast, but, uh, well, don't you worry. I made my playlist on Spotify. Oh, oh there we go. How about she's that? Out. She's on it. And Dan- Daniel, did you, did I, you I do the same? Well. Did you do the same? <laughs> no, but all mine will be on there if I get them in. Okay. All right. Very good. So yeah, that's that. And, um, uh, Oh, here's a here's a bonus, Joe. You were gonna tell a, a story about one of the pod's favorite punk rock characters, Noodles. Noodles, yeah. Uh, there was a setup to that, but I guess we're not gonna go with the setup. It's, uh, um, no, no one wants the the down and dirty about the recording process, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. So, the border of Norwich County. Uh, whatever year that was, which was like the beginning of Warp Tour. It became Warp Tour after that. So it, it must have been that, like 92, 93. Yeah, that's my recollection of it. Um, well, Offspring was out already, so... I mean... You mean Smash? Smash was out already, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So like 92-ish, 93-ish. Ding, 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 separated noodles right was face to face was on stage and they're playing they're playing probably disconnected like the eighth time they played it that day yeah. or something right definitely and one time <laughs> you gotta give the kids what they want man right <laughs> they really didn't they, they might have been playing that song i have no idea i don't remember but that dude came out and and tried to come and push um with uh trevor like push him off the stage as he's singing, like in, push him into the microphone and then into the barrier. But just as he got close to him, like Trevor just happened to be like rocking out and like stepped to the side. So Noodles just went straight off the stage and right into the barrier, face first. Wow, it was it was beautiful. And then Trevor was like, "Hey, that's a keep him separated guy." Ha 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 ha. <laughs> that's it. That was my, that was my story. And then they played disconnected again. <laughs> all right so daniel selected everything uh in random order and uh we are going to start this off with kim let's go what is your first so song? If, we're doing it true, if we're doing it in true fantasy football style it'll go kim me 
Uh, is it Zach then Joe? No, it's no, Joe then me. me. Oh, okay. Tim, me, Joe, Zach, Zach, Joe, me, Tim. All right. I make it fair. Cool. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, I'm starting with Grill Biscuits, New Direction. Classic pick. What an intro. I mean, classic intro. And then I, I get pumped. So that was what I would hope if I'm giving somebody a mixtape, I would start it with that intro and hope they uh, feel the, the trumpets, absolutely. Yeah, are you pumped when the well, trumpets come in or or do you get pumped more when it's da 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 When the trumpets start and you're at a show and they do that? Yeah. But I I remember yeah. being in at the pound when they first were playing back again up in San Francisco and the trumpets started, it was like, Oh shit. Like Gorilla Biscuits is actually playing because you didn't. I didn't think I was going to see Gorilla Biscuits again. This had to be right. like two thousand three or four. Yeah, yeah. and so that, those trumpets started, and I was like, "Oh shit! All right." And Instant goosebumps. Yeah. 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 Hardcore Holy Ghost. I thought appeared. It, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was oh six ish because I thought that they played and got right. back, I thought they got back together like right when I moved to San Diego. Um, I think it was 0506. Okay. Okay. I, I didn't know. I don't remember if I lived there already. I left San Diego in 05. So that's usually how I gauge. Yeah. If you hear something in the background, Mikey Warrior is here. So, you know, he might have something to say. Please. Please. <laughs> well, yeah. There's only four mics. So shut the fuck up, Mikey. Um, <laughs> fuck you. Anyway. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. Um, the good thing about that pick too is the entire kind of ethos of hardcore is explained to you in that song. So yeah. it's a great, yeah, it's a great song to be like, and this is what it's all about. Yeah, it's a per- yeah, I, perfect first song. I had originally picked a different Gorilla Biscuit song, and then more thinking about how I want to expose somebody to our scene. New Direction is really where I would start. Yeah, I was thinking about the year because. I think I was down here and I was like too cool to go. And that was like in my washed up years, you know, I was like, <laughs> you know, and then I, I kind of regretted it. And then I finally got to see him. I think I saw him at one of the rev, like the 20 or 25 year anniversary shows. And then I got to see, I got to see him at the ironic last year. Well, when, when that was at the, uh, the Soma over off the sports arena, we don't support Soma, Daniel. Of course, but when Gorilla Biscuits play, you go begrudgingly. Oh. And I did, because I, I was like, you know, I went with Don, and Don's like, no, when they play old, all old dudes on the rail up front, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. The minute I heard the horns, actually, I went down anyway, because Don just yelled at me repeatedly <laughs> to go down. Yep. But the minute the horns played, and they came out, and they had such passion... I was so blown away. And then afterwards that night uh, at the beauty bar, Walter did a, an acoustic set and that was amazing. And I, I grabbed Walter and Siv. I didn't, I don't know them from Adam, but I grabbed them both. I'm like, Hey, will you two come in the uh, photo booth with me? <laughs> and that was my little, I have, I have a strip of Walter, Siv and myself in the beauty bar photo booth. That's freaking awesome. That is making me uh, so nostalgic for pre-fucking-COVID. 
Yeah. yeah. First off, grabbing we, uh, someone. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say I have a similar story of actually when seeing HR solo show and he did some Bad Brain songs and Sarah Plant and Naoma, who used to look at Gilman and I, got him in a photo booth. So I have a photo strip with HR. That's sick. You guys both uh, share this. You share the space helmet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm the cake. All right, um, perfect pick, Kim. And let's move on to Daniel. All right, I'm going to go from the posy to the earth-shatteringly depths of what hardcore is in pure aggression and. When life has kicked you in the teeth, what kind of song comes out? That is nothing by negative approach. Absolutely beautiful. Perfect song. Great yeah. song. These are going to be all bangers. Yeah. These are going to be all bangers. Come oh. on. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're going to give each other pats on the back throughout all of this. <laughs> but the thing about nothing, what it does for me is it shows that those guys were listening to their contemporaries from across the pond. Because it has that real oi, like, first wave of, like, actual oi music. Right. You know, like, the way the bass takes off and stuff and the guitar comes in on it. And even the vocal melody, you know, it has that kind of same bark as some of the, like, you know, the Angelic Upstarts and, and Cockney Rejects kind of thing. He has, the same so, caden- he has the same cadence, but not the melody. Yes, yeah. The, the, I, I don't mean like he's singing. I mean like, yeah, the cadence is very like oi, but then what makes it hardcore is the chorus. Like, yeah. Or just the word nothing repeated over and over again. It becomes so raw and so like, oh my God, this yeah, is. Yeah, the end, like you just picture like a fucking pylon of psychos. Yeah. Yeah, and all just agreeing that there's fucking nothing in the world for them. You know, it's, yeah, that song, fuck. Like, right now I'm thinking about it and I want to, like, do a dive on Stella right now. But <laughs> I'm not going to do it. What a band. And, like, man, they still kick ass, you know. I know we've talked about it on the on the pod before, but when they played Gilman uh, for the, they played with uh, Ceremony for their, uh, L-shaped man record release ceremony had booked negative approach and it was just the most packed Gilman and John Brandon gets on stage he goes how you doing you all right and people go yeah you know like he goes well you won't be after this boom and they just launch into uh, the first song and I was like that's the best I've ever seen a singer address a crowd in yeah. one sentence yeah so awesome <laughs> They played here last year with sheer terror. Yeah, it was like they were both opening for I Hate God. And it was like, yeah. like oh my God, what a fucking support group. You know? Like, yeah. They, like, take my fucking money. For real. Yeah. And I Hate God toured with the Cro-Mags on the tour right before that, too. Yeah, so cool. Hey, they got good, good taste in music, huh? Yep. <laughs> and cool. bad taste in drums. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great pick, Daniel. Let's move on to episode one. So I chose, um, and maybe we'll have a dispute of if it's hardcore or not, but I don't care. Um, I'm going with it. Um, And it's sort of 
sign of the times. Um, my just, prince? What's that? My <laughs> prince? Sick. No, it's sort of a sign of the times of what's what's been going on these past couple weeks. Like yeah. Mags. Um, uh, no, police truck from Dead Kennedys. Cool. Oh, for real. On cool, the cool. Uh, Holiday in Cambodia single, originally. It's on Give Me Convenience, Give Me Death as well. But love the song. Uh, yep. What do you think? <laughs> Has obviously nothing has changed. Nope. If anything, things have gotten worse because they've got actual fucking dickheads pretending that they're protesters and they're starting the riot so they can inflict the police state upon upon us or yeah. on all of all of us. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. We should we should say this is being recorded on May thirty first, Sunday, May thirty first. Yeah, I yeah. just came from the Long Beach protests about two hours ago. Yeah, so that's why I asked to push this back a little bit. Yeah, respect. So uh, yeah, I thought that uh, the it's it's still um, what do you call it? Uh, you, you know, relevant today uh, in light of the situation, and not, not in light of, but in conjunction with what's going on these days, um, and. Uh, you know, um, it sets the ground for a newcomer to hardcore that punk and hardcore is, has this political element to it. Not all the time, but sometimes. And yeah. when it does, it is on point, um, clear, concise, um, you know, and, and, and obviously it still stands today. So unfortunately, yeah, we're the only. Well, that's genre. why I went with this song. We're the only genre that uh, does protest tunes better than Dylan. <laughs> True. So great pick, Joe. Love it. And I cannot fucking believe I got fourth pick and I get my choice of minor threat song. I was so worried that you guys were gonna snatch. <laughs> I, I got three, so I was I was prepared, and and I got a backup one too. So, uh, but I think I've if, got. If, yeah. Okay. So I think if if I'm gonna choose, it's really hard to choose a minor threat song. But I'm gonna go with a perfect hardcore song, um, and this is like a formula for many great songs to come. And that is Minor Threat in My Eyes. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just perfect song. You start slow. You go fast with a fucking gnarly catchy chorus. How do you not lose your shit? During the song, um, absolutely perfect, and that's that. Um, Lyrically incredible. Yep, yeah, uh, that one resonates even more with Daniel. Um, yep, and Kim, and Kim. Yeah. Yep. Hello. Oh, and Joe. So. <laughs> I thought your phone dropped for a second. You're like, hello, hello, <laughs> <No>. and Joe. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, not as much with me. I mean, I I got two cocktails here just to get through this pod, so I can put up with so I can put up with you people. Um, <laughs> my picks. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but all the same, cool. you could recognize what a great song it is, regardless. Yeah, this is this is all personal preference, so I I don't see myself getting triggered on any picks. It's when someone says like, you know, one of the top five hardcore records is something that's not hardcore. That's triggering, but uh. <laughs> I don't see how there can be any bombs on these lists, but we we will see. 
So yeah, that is my number one pick, Minor Threat, In My Eyes, from the In My Eyes 7-inch. Now I get it's to... It's incredible. Go ahead. It's incredible how it goes, you know, from the you tell me, and then the and then goes back to, you know, it's like oh, yeah. such controlled aggression, you know? Yeah. And I, they're one of the first bands to do it in that way. And it, of course, like you said, Zach, it, it carries on often from there, but yeah, because the verses, it, the verses are a fucking powder keg, you know, this like yeah. crazy build up, yeah. And it's like, you know, the song could have just been the verse. It's like, and it right. would have already been a classic song, but it's this powder yeah. keg and it's like building up and building up and building up. And then it rings out. And then it's like, they hit you with this fucking fury. It is like, Oh my God. It's, it's like, how does a band this early, like hit the apex of the genre? You know, it's like, right. has it ever been done a good, uh, done this good again? No. Maybe not, uh, you know, and debatable. Well, I doubt it. And it also does the thing where it does the chorus, it's in my eyes, it's in my eyes, but then the first time, and then it does the, and I try that, wait, you know, like yeah. it, it adds on more <laughs> later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I love just like the, he, the build up Tom Phil in there on the chorus. Yeah. Uh, everything about it. Joe, you were going to say? Yeah. Well, I was just saying, you know, Ian's, Ian's, uh, uh, uh he holds out that, uh, you know his vocals you know don't you fucking get it like 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 those parts like set up uh, you know the, the music is in a blank space at that moment and then you just hear ian and it's like and then it and then it comes to that fury that you're talking about you know the circle pit part you know yeah it's and, phenomenal and i like the I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that is that's a piece of hardcore that got blueprinted right there right like yeah. a song rings out and the singer like says something and then and another, and a, and yeah. another part comes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I paid homage to that on a OMDB song called No Barriers, No Borders, where I do, don't you fucking get it? Yeah. As uh, a little knock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say them and the Bad Brains are probably the most uh, borrowed, we'll, we'll go with that word, uh, the hardcore band. Yeah. Well, two of the earliest and two of the best for sure. Yep. Okay, so as as Daniel says on fantasy football rules, I get to go again, which is yep. fucking. Can I awesome. ask a quick question, really? Sure. Can I ask a quick question? Did anybody get a song knocked off their list already? No. Nope. No. Okay, okay I'm tri- <laughs> I'm triggered that you guys didn't have in my eyes on your list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, when, when I get to mine, you'll know you'll know why. Yeah, yeah. I, I was very, very, very close to going the song minor threat. Um, with filler, as, <laughs> with filler as my third. Um, yeah. But yeah, went in my eyes. Okay, second pick. You can do that right now. I, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, but it's so hard to narrow down to seven. And this is a tape that I'm giving to someone to show them hardcore. Yeah, so that's true. I already that's showed. True. I already showed a minor threat. I can't. You know, I mean, hey, you just give them the whole fucking filler seven inch, right? Yeah, right, the discography. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, I'm going my second choice. I don't know if you guys would have grabbed this one. This see, there's a little bit of strategy in this game because I gotta, I gotta choose the stuff that I have to have. And I don't. That's know why you, I went. 
That's why I went NA before minus threat because I wanted to get nothing before it was gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so this was this was actually number five on my list, but I'm gonna bump it to number two just because I have <laughs> to have it because it's a perfect hardcore song. And that is Sheer Terror Here to Stay. Yes. Yep. Um yes. you know, we are the ugly and proud, dude. Fuck. This song is so brutal. And like, you know, they have that full like Celtic Frost sound, which is like a new sound inter- introduced into hardcore. And it's like drop tuned, but it's still fast and like an old style. And then they do like the slower breakdowns and the lyrics are just so brutally honest. Like his he, Paul Bear is one of the greatest lyricists in hardcore history that carries on throughout the albums. Even if you don't follow the whole musical journey of sheer terror, um, lyrically yeah. it's always there. Um, he's a fucking genius and he's one of those, he's one of those dudes that's like, when we talk about Roger and AF, like one of the things that I like so much about him is he's a fucking fan of music. Um, you know, when you see interviews and so forth, he can really go in and talk about music. And there was a documentary that someone did. I talked about on the pod once before, Daniel, I think on the movies podcast, um, the, it's the Jason from rat eyes. Okay. in the crates or dusty crates or whatever. It's yeah, called. yeah. There's there's two volumes of like a record collecting documentary, and on the second yeah. one they have Paul Bear on it, and he's he's going deep into like his music loves, and uh, that that just like really tickled me in the right spot. Um, how big of a music fan he was, and this fucking song is perfect. Um, the only thing that can make it better is when <laughs> Kill Your Idols covers this and. Tux Jawbreaker, do you do you hate me in the middle of it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you can't have it all. Um, so yeah, this is my second choice, and uh, I'm stoked to have it on my list. Now yeah, we, we bumped it off of mine. Okay, all right. I stole some ones. All right, you got a bump. You got a bump. It. So I have a Shakira tattoo. One of my favorite bands of all time. When you could name your iPod, those things that you could. Uh, name back in the day, yeah. it was called the Rep because <laughs> I love Paul Bear. I think my phone, my iPhone, might still be called the Rev if you plug it in. Oh, uh, so cool! So cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so we move to Joe. All right. Um, well, I'm gonna bump this pick up then since you guys are talking about all this other stuff. So, um, I went betray minor threat oh. off out of step. That's awesome. my favorite minor threat song. Yeah, it's flawless. Well, that's not the minor threat song that I have on my list, but okay. it is my favorite minor threat song. Love it. I love this song. And Sick of It All's cover of it is amazing, too. Yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. Daniel especially likes the part where he says, All right, last chance to mosh. Last chance to dance, everybody. All right. <laughs> 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 and that that's on the uh, the Lost and Found live thing, right? Yeah, live in a world full of hate. That's it. Yeah. The, the City Garden. Yeah. So, so sick. Yeah, Joe, go on about the song, how great it is. Uh so I mean, you know, this record is the I uh, I'm gonna say the first. It's the only record that Brian's playing guitar on. Uh, 
because they brought in um oh crap no i just lost his name out of my head yeah steve to to play to play uh to play bass um i don't know if brian wrote the whole song i know he wrote part of it because he talked about it in in an interview i saw but it's it's just great it it starts off with that you know almost almost the same feeling that the trumpets give give you this kind of gives you that same yeah because the train leaves the station and it just goes flying close. Off, yeah it's so right and, after. and that it's part not exactly the same but it's close that part you're referring to also is like so like influentially melodic love it yeah oh yeah 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 for sure yeah that's like very uh like like youth brigade on like when they go to the rap part on men in blue right a little bit yeah you know, it's like some bands were getting funky, dude. I mean, it's early '80s, so what's up? They were playing with trouble funk and whatnot. Maybe they, you know, picked up a little go-go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was around them. Yeah. Uh, but it's it, it's a great song. The lyrics are fantastic. Everything about the song rules. It might be one one. No, I won't say might. It's it's an early stabbed in the back jam, which is a blueprint of hardcore. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. Cool. What's the what's the stab in the back song before this? Um well, what's this 83, right? The tray? Uh yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's one specifically coming to mind that is as epically like you fucked me over. Do you know what I mean? Instead of it more, being more rounded societally you know yeah, well, i know I, some relationship ones that are predate that like tsol on dance of me there's a you know uh crap i can't think of the name of the song right now uh but it's like you know oh she broke my heart she 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 lied and cheated on me kind of thing yeah this one's more like the first one that's kind of like scene based you know right scene based bro based yeah same channel same time same place you know yeah, it, I, I should have. I should have never asked the question because uh, Bedge is going to send me ten. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out skateboarders. Shout out Bedge. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to Daniel. Your number two pick. Okay. Um, I guess just to keep the theme going, minus threat, minus threat. Yeah. I mean. What just. lyrically it just explains like completely what it is to be punk and hardcore. It gives that kid who's listening to this mixtape for the first time it hooks them with melody immediately. Yep. You know, and it just yeah, it is the blueprint for perfection. This there's never gonna be another band ever as good as Minus Threat. Ever on this planet, it'll never happen. Yeah, to have a riff that catchy and then to have the scene come on and just like not take away from it and just take it to the next level. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like fucking fuck. Too good. Well, that's bumped from my list. 
<laughs> that is so not fair that the person that didn't give the rules until the last minute is the only one getting songs bumped. I was set up for failure. Yeah. You did. <laughs> it was get- all part of my diabolical plan. <laughs> you did get the luck of the draw. And then, uh, yep. although Daniel did correct us on the fantasy football way to do it, so it kind of took that advantage away from you. Yeah, well, I still have I still have some good ones. I'm now, worried about the question one, but I have some good ones. Well, now you have two picks in a row, too. All right, cool. Well, uh, I got a little nervous when this was said in the text message, but uh, Black Flag Rise Above. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was used as, as an example in the text message because it's a no brainer, right? Yeah, it's a hundred percent. It was number two on my list, and that's uh, something that I feel as soon as you hear it, it's just easy to catch on to, and and I feel like first listen, if you listen to it a second time, you could already be singing along halfway through the song. Right? Is Black Flag any good? I've never checked them out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, Which you, version you, are we talking here, too? Well, the Valeli, the Valeli version, of course. Okay, right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but this, yeah, this song, like, not even just listening to the same, or maybe, yeah, listening to the same time, but it's like, it's one of those songs where even if you didn't have the record, if you were just, like, a dude going to see them, you, like, learn the songs. Right. Like, you know, obviously this is not a direct correlation, but, from my generation, you could you could kind of compare a song like this to if you went and saw No Reply a bunch of times. Like they were one of the bands that I thought was so catchy and easy to sing along with. Like there's a bunch of people there that knew all the words, and it's like it wasn't even necessary to have like the seven inch, you know. And then it had a lot of a, a lot of people at that time like didn't have record players either, you know. So it's like they literally were learning the songs from going to the shows. So. I definitely did it in my early Che and and early SDHC stuff was learning the songs at the shows. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, and that's an important part of of hardcore, right? Is like making the song catchy because it is a genre that depends on crowd participation, right? So yeah, it's very much us versus them concocted down to uh, an oral medium. Yeah. So the whole crowd is the us, the them is the outside world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like just the, the way the guitars start on the song, it's, you know, with, I don't know how many times we're going to circle back to the GB trumpets, but you just know it's on. Yeah. Agreed. So love the pick. All right. Next, next right. pick, Kim. Double header. Uh, I'm gonna go with "Kill Your Idols." Can't take it away. Yes, awesome. I'm glad that a newer band got represented. Uh, when I say newer, I, I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm Still saying. Twenty years old. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Not, not to jump in because we want Kim to explain right away. But I yeah. really, I really thought about using uh, the hardcore circa '96 song. Um, oh yeah, great song. Yeah. I mean, I know you have a love for Kill Your Idols, and I, one of my favorite bands of all time to see live, to listen to. I found them by looking in the back of CDs when I worked at Lou's. I was like, this sounds like a cool band name. I'll listen to it. Yeah, great and band they, name. They quickly became one of my favorite bands. Yeah, they were so good. And- 
gives a musical nod to Reagan Youth, which is rad. Yeah. Yeah, and a band that just sincerity pours out of, right? And and another huge uh, fan of Sheer Terror. Yeah. So. Probably why I like them so much. <laughs> yeah. No, and this song was, it was their song. It was their big song. Um, yeah. You know. I th- what do you think this song is, is bringing to a kid for the first time? Why is it important for you to have it on there? Um. I think when, you know, you go into, like, can't take it away from me. It, to me, I don't, for me personally, it's such, like, a, invokes a time in my life that I guess I'm hoping it would translate to somebody younger when they're listening to it, that you can't take my pride. No matter what's happening, like, you can't take it away from me. And, like no matter what's happening in your life, you still have your pride. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And again, like rise above, like a a song you can just learn from hearing it like one time. Ridiculously catchy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so catchy without being cheesy. Yeah. Without being generic. And it's like, it's, it's so hard to walk that line. That's why when people put out songs like this, um, you know, you almost kick yourself like, Oh, why didn't I think of that? You know, because, like, it's right. so simple, but so fucking perfect, you know? Like, to to do something so simple and have it, like, fall onto the awesome side and not, like, this, the, like, stupid, unimagined, unimaginetic side is, like, awesome. <laughs> so, what? Are you making up words? <laughs> unimaginative. Unimaginative. Yeah, there you go. Unimaginetic is a <laughs> that's our new band right there. Yeah, <laughs> the unimaginetic MCs. God, God damn it! All right, <laughs> love these two. Picks. All right, and and the, it's funny, Joe. That, you know, you're like, ah, good. That the new song's getting represented because that was my first instinct too. Um, but yeah, twenty years old. Shit. The thing is, this is an intro. <laughs> it's an intro thing, so. Like, I don't think we should feel guilty about choosing classics, but I do consider this a classic. So I love the pick. I mean, at this point it is, but it's, yeah, everything I, I chose is from the eighties. So don't you worry. I helped with picking some newer ones. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's great. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not slagging that because we all come from different time frames too. So yeah, for sure. and it, it makes sense. Cool. So but I would choose kill your idols for a whole lot of things. So there, that's a great pick. So, yeah. And that was the first killer idols. Oh my God. Was that 10 inch that opened with that? And, uh, I used to love that song. Enjoy the show off that record. Like I listened to it over and over, um, with like the little bass line. Ding, 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 ding. So good. But, so good. All right. Let's go. Great to Dan- dudes. Yeah. So. Great. Dudes. Let's go to Daniel. For his uh, third oh. pick, and we're moving right along, dude. We might not have to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Might have to break. Daniel, third pick. I believe that is the Chromax. Yep, we got enough. Beautiful. What I mean, Jesus Christ! Like that intro, the musicianship on the intro alone, like. Mackie's drumming, the the 
way it's recorded, the vibe, the tone, it's it's the perfection of NYHC on one song. Even more than Set It Off, even more than United Blood, even more than it that is the apex, the peak. And this song sets it sets that off to absolutely perfection. And the way his voice is like a wild, you know, trying to like kind of it's running rough shot all over the kind of rhythm of the song. Like it's awesome. Um, the backups incredible. Um, and the lyrical content, very good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the perfect New York hardcore song and it needs to be on my mix. Yeah. And up tempo, but not fast. It's like yeah. a, it's a meaty sound. They're coming in with like a meat. Sound. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of the differential of, of when hardcore go like kind of synthesizes in New York and it's it's more of a vibe than a than aggression speed. Do you know what I mean? It's like aggressive tone and vibe. Right, because it's chunkier and you would have to say like more metal than first wave New York hardcore. But it's not yeah, metal and, and it's not and, crossover. And the, it's its own thing. Yeah, and there's swagger in it. Oh you yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's oozing confidence. Yeah. yeah, so I I think I think that song needs to be on it. And did I steal it from anyone? I, got, I picked a different. Yeah, I, I, I picked a different song. I got three other Mag songs ready to go. So <laughs> and it looks looks like I need them if you guys are both choosing. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get one of them. All right. Okay. So it is to me. Um, yep. No. That was to Joe. 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 Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, I chose uh, Attitude, Bad Brains, Rock for Light. Amazing. The Rock for um, Light version, not the not the Roar version. Not the Roar? Uh, I like the Rock for Light. It just sounds cleaner. That's all. Joe likes, Joe likes a little production. I like a little production, yeah. Hey, nothing wrong uh, with a that. Little, a little yeah. Rick, o, Rick Okasiak, you know, coming yeah. in and cleaning that up a little bit. Yeah. No as, as a man who's been behind the knobs, I can respect that. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, I think the Black Dots version is the best version. But um, I just said Rock the Light because that's what came it's to mind at first when I chose it. Black Dots version. So it's it? it's more aggressive than the Black Dots version. It is definitely, but I like how Black Dots is so raw. Uh, sounding overall, yeah. Uh, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but then why not go the Black Dots version? Is it not on Spotify? Well, it is. No, he just wants to set it up for that kid, and he yeah. thinks that kid's gonna like the the uh, the cleanliness of the song of the recording. He's gonna be able to hear it on that crappy mixtape in his yeah. dad's Geo Storm. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it, I think I think he's gonna like the roar version because he wants to get the shirt. Well, I agree. The roar version is where I would have gone. He wants to get the shirt. Yeah, he he's the he wants. Sure. Yeah, he wants to get the famous bad brain shirt of the lightning yeah, of the capital. Okay, yeah, I, okay, that's what you mean. Yeah, so he wants he'll, the song. Off, he wants the song off the album. He'll listen to this and and go and buy everything. So true. 
He um, will fiend for more, that's for sure. He's one or year, she. He, yeah. She, or she. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, he said that kid. Appreciate it. The yeah. per, the person is a year away from owning three versions of the song. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. listening to it all on their phone that they've had for ten years. Right, and I think it's on the uh, uh, the what I what shit. What's the live the uh, whatever it is, whatever the live Bad Brains eighties record is. I can't think of it because I have that um, Mega Session. Nope. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, oh, Bedgel. Bedgel, 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 let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bed. Yeah. Can I call a friend? Uh, but the lyrics to this song are uh, set the stage for I think almost all hardcore songs uh, to talk about at least the positive hardcore songs. Yeah, and to talk you, about being positive. And, yeah, you know, it kicked off an entire movement of uh, of being positive. Uh, you know, and I really think that Bad Brains introduced that swagger you guys were talking about with Cro-Mags. Oh God, they so, they are the archetype of so of the um, coolest people to have ever picked up hardcore yeah. instruments. Now there's obviously some mm, political questionings on some of their older uh, stances. Um, yeah, I don't definitely. know if they've corrected them over the years or not, but that's, that's no, we're just focusing not on this what one we're talking song. about here. Yeah, yeah, that's not what well, we're talking about absolutely here. Absolutely sick when Ian calls out Daryl on that bad brain stop. Yeah, that's still not letting it go. <laughs> Forty years later, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it. <laughs> That stuff aside, the song is fucking amazing. So that's why I chose it. Yeah. And shout out to the big boys. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. It is my turn. Two for, two for from you. Yeah. And you know they're going to be two fucking killer tracks. All right. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. I am going to. Fuck, I'm going to take this one so no one takes it. That is, this was so hard. It was down between two songs, uh, like the minor threat was. It was so hard to not go, don't forget the struggle, don't forget the streets. But I am going for that kid. I'm going as one uh, by Warzone. Don't forget the struggle, don't forget the streets LP. One of the greatest hardcore songs ever. Perfect unity song. It's going to show the kid how it's done. Uh, the world yeah. needs, it will never be, there's no such thing as too many unity songs or too many anti-racist songs. And uh, I got to keep saying that over and over. That shit does not get old. That is what hardcore is about. And uh, yeah, and this is absolutely perfect. Um, love this song. And it's one that'll like get you off the bat. Um, that is a killer pick. You knew I was going to bring it, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. Um. All right, and now I'm going to play defense and go into one that I didn't think I was going to get um, this late, but I'm going to take it, and that's <laughs> seven seconds young till I die. Fuck! Um, he just picked your kicker. Yep. <laughs> Dude, again, perfect hardcore song, totally iconic. That kid's going to love it. 
um, so catchy. You know, when we're talking the about minor perfect, threat, what's that? The perfect pair to minor threat, minor threat. Like, yeah, these two songs in unison tell you that you can do this forever, and it is the right feeling and right vibe forever. You know. Yeah, and since I didn't take minor threat, minor threat, I got to get some catchiness on there. And uh, yeah, yep, yep, seven seconds until I die is uh that is my fourth pick so um that's a fucking great one and you want to talk about it musically sure why does it stand above the rest of the seven seconds songs to you is it lyrical or is it the way it sounds well it's very similar in the way that like that riff of minor threat is like iconic right very simple like what what makes it awesome like both of those songs and i think a lot of the things that we've touched on why these are all becoming the most iconic songs that we're kind of like bringing up is the way that tempo is used on these songs even on the same riff to change the sound of the song and to make it catchier and just layering vocals and just making these songs earworm you forever from hearing it once or twice you know yeah because that when the riff comes back in near the end of the song and then it and they play it half speed with i'm gonna stay yeah and then with his like singy part over the top jesus christ it's the catchiest thing yeah yeah amazing and also shout out to the battery version when they play the battery that, cover is amazing yeah. as well. When they played that live, you were losing your shit. I was, and <laughs> we didn't know each other. I don't think really then, and I was losing my shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was saying that metaphorically, but I know, but I was I also losing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that rules. That's good. Okay, so that's my number four, and uh, we move back to episode one, Joe Rivas. Okay, so so you took my pick, uh, and that's okay. Well, you wait until <laughs> slot number four for Young Till I Die. You're going to get it stolen, dude. Yeah, yeah. I see well, another one on here. Not even, it's not even because, slot four. Because when you're doing fantasy football, you like leave your kicker, like even though they're one of the people that gets the most points for the whole season, but you're leaving it till the end thinking, oh, no one's going to take it. And then they take Adam Vinatieri, and you throw a fit. Right. <laughs> I'm eyeing one more that I'm case, hoping I get to steal in that case uh, I'm gonna jump my list a little bit then and I am gonna choose uh, Nervous Breakdown Black Flag love it yeah incredible um, my favorite Black Flag singer too Keith I like them all, um, you know, including Philele. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's not bad. It's not his fault that the band's terrible now. Yeah, I wouldn't knock him. I mean, at least he's a super fan. And who, like Daniel, you would yeah. have said yes. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. But well, um, I, I would have. So fuck it. <laughs> respect, <laughs> respect Mike Philele. I mean, that's he's li- he was living the dream, dude. Oh, I, re- I respect Mike Vallely. I'm just, I'm just being facetious about new flag. Yeah. 
Hamplat flag and whatever they're called. Yeah, but let's talk about um, let's talk yeah, about the go first. Ahead. Go ahead, Joe. I don't mean to cut you off. Well, you're just cutting me. <laughs> Let me make an announcement by cutting Zach off to not cut Joe off. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the first song on the first seven inch. Hit it, Joe. Uh, yeah. So that pure raw energy that Black Flag was. This is captures it without um, any compromise. Uh, the recording's terrible, but that's also part of how punk it feels. No way. Um, no way. The recording is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, they play out of time. It's like really super sloppy. Like there's so many there's so many things wrong with it. But that's what makes it beautiful. That's what I'm getting at. I heard that they are playing with no distortion here is this the amp is all the way up and that's how they get the sound (laughs) if that is true that is so fucking awesome yeah yeah it might be because like the riff Um, is so iconic i mean love it because hardcore really kind of wasn't named as hardcore until kind of this um yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, this is the this is the the bridge to punk from punk to this new genre. This is the song. Yeah. Like, I think it can walk as the bridge because the way he's snotty and like get on my shoulder, it's so yeah. punk. And, but then he rages at the end, which makes it core. You know, I don't know. It's so sick. I'd argue the bridge is just a tad bit after this. And that is a song, also same singer, but red tape. That's the fucking blueprint hardcore song. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say this is the bridge. Hey, <laughs> that's just like your opinion, <laughs> man. <laughs> I would say this entire EP is the bridge. And yeah. All of the This is the copycat. Yeah, I hope Joe, you're recording yourself because you you fully dropped out right there. So say it again. Oh, EP is the bridge, and everything else is uh, a reproduction of this. Yeah, you're really low. One way or another. Okay, well, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Okay. Well, just talking to your mic. You're just coming in and out a little bit, so that's all. Um, yeah, great pick. Absolutely love it. Let's go to Daniel with your pick number four. Okay, so when I look at my songs, I'm thinking, hmm, who potentially would steal one of these? So when I look at them, I'm just going to go with a grade A, 360-degree basketball dunking, triple threat banger from outer space. Side by side backfire. Yeah. Great. Now, Great. This is the this is probably the sun to in my eyes, the way that they start with a crazy muting, like just bottled up powder keg aggression to explode later in the song. And just the lyrics of this are so 
fucking good. And non-Ian McKay, this is the best hardcore vocalist of all time. The best non-Ian McKay hardcore vocalist of all time. I love comparing... Jules Matthews' voice is just... It's perfection. Yeah, I think that comparing this to Yamai's is pretty cool. Because it is like... It would be like a modern take on it. Because they... You know, instead of just taking like the the slow tempo and the fast tempo, they actually add like... There's a couple weird tempos in here. Like when it goes to the... Yeah. Like, hey, what is that for? Is that something that we can just ignore? Like, that's like... It's a weird, like, jumpy that's tempo. That's the NYHC part, you know? Yeah. That's been added to the to the mixture. Yeah, they added. And it also has the, one of the most awkward lines of all time that comes off as so cool to me. Because can't get up on guys. It's a fucking trend. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just the most, like, awkward line, but then it's followed by the hardest line ever. Because you're the disease, and we're the cure. And one day, we'll take care of you for sure. Yeah. Is that line not recycled? Because, like, that is so fucking... That's, like, that's like one of the most crucial hardcore lines ever. You know, you think, yeah. you think it would be, like, a, like an 82 line. You know, but for them to, well, like... And, Go ahead. And the way he delivers it and the music, it, like, hangs on the edge of a cliff, like, and one day... Well, take care. It's like where they fall off the cliff at the very end of the song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. It's perfection. It's perfection. Yeah. And in my opinion, which is usually right, including now, uh, Side by Side 7 Inch is the best rev release of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kim, what's your, what's your favorite rev of all time? today yeah for sure yeah i i mean and that is a valid choice it's just wrong (laughs) no it's just wrong in 84 yosemite avenue oakland (laughs) there's a lot of there's a lot of good choices um yeah the burn seven inch being the correct one Uh, (laughs) burn seven inch definitely high up there all right kim you've got two choices now but are we going to ask well, Joe? Are we going to ask Joe his favorite record with a star on it? Oh yeah, please. Um, Elliot. Joe cut out. He <laughs> but he's trying to save the ice burn seven inch. <laughs> so I'm not there at all. No, you're here. I'm just joking. <laughs> While you were thinking, we were saying that you said the movie life was the best rev release of all time. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I don't know what's a rev release as opposed to a rev distro release. The one with the star on the back. Yeah. I, I mean, one through ten are absolutely unfuckwithable. Basically, one. I'm not a record nerd like you guys, so. Yeah. All right, we're going reinforced um, cell seven inch. Yeah, and Joe was the drummer on that seven inch. <laughs> he he's skilled enough to program <laughs> the drum machine for that seven inch. <laughs> so, all right, Kim, let's go to your number five, and then we will do a quick break. 
Okay, so I have two I'm giving, right? That's right. And we'll we'll do a half okay. time in the middle. Okay. So war zone, don't forget the struggle. Yes. Yep. I mean I know the reason for picking as one, but for me, don't forget the struggle is just a notch above. I would for not, me, I would if not I was choosing War Zone, it would have been skit, intro, bust. <laughs> <laughs> the skit is just, I, I, I would love just the dialogue of the skit tattooed on my back as a back piece. <laughs> With imagery. Yeah. But yeah, don't forget the struggle. Oh my God, what a song. It's a perfect what a song. song. It's a perfect song. What a vibe. Yeah, perfect song. They get like singy, you know? From the East Coast to the West Coast. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool in a song. Like, that's pretty, that, that's like a little left field at that time, but it like works so good. And then, like, when it cuts out and goes fast, it's fucking like, oh shit. Like, this song literally has fucking everything in it. It's an opus. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. And it also shows it. Yeah. It it shows kids the the kids that's getting this mix. Like there were you know, throughout the history of hardcore there have been elements of street truth telling. You know, like kids literally from the streets truth telling through music, you know? And it does that really well. Street kids. Had your back right from the start. Played is this your the music same day and night. Four kids? Is it or the, is it four different kids? I didn't hear that. Can you say it one more time, it's Kim? It's the same kid. It's the I same kid yeah, in all the mixes. Yeah, is it one singular kid getting all four mixes, or is it four different kids? Well, truthfully, it's one kid getting the one mix that the audience of 185 Miles South deemed to be the best mix. What is Dang, what is happening? I, I didn't. I never even heard the first question. This is this is a travesty. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Kim Kim's Kim's list might win the fucking contest just based on this song alone. The more and more I think about it, it's like, God damn it! Like, what is a list without the song? This is the best fucking song. God damn it! <laughs> the fuck! I totally. I mean, blew I it. couldn't. Believe, I couldn't well, believe that I'm down. That's my fourth pick, and and. I've got to say it, so. Well, I'm sorry, but my mix is going to win because it is just untouchable. I don't know, dude. You didn't get Don't Forget the Struggle, Don't Forget the Streets. Your list is a fucking loser. Uh, I've got negative approach, nothing. Minus threat, minus threat. Chromax, we got to know, and side-by-side backfire. Uh, It's bringing some heat. There's some heat there, dude. I will give that to you. I will give that to you. (laughs) Um, but it doesn't have to free the struggle, so fuck you. This loses. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Pause. What's attractive to kids? Uh, I don't know, man. When they hear when they hear from the East Coast to the West Coast, if they're not versed in it yet, they might not appreciate that yet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm writing out a lyric sheet for them, so with their mixtape. So, oh, same. Be fair. <laughs> written for extra authenticity. 
All right. Hang up on a typewriter. It'll be fine. All right. Let's go to the mighty, mighty Kim Possible on her fifth pick. I'm surprised I get to say this, but I'm saying Promag's Hard Time. Oh, as a fifth pick. Holy shit. I'm I'm surprised that I even get to say it. But For real. For real, I agree. I agree. I mean, this is my second choice if we got to know was taken. So, we're in good we're in good mental friendship. Yeah, I definitely had to think of like from for me personally, a song I would pick is Seekers of the Truth. But if I'm introducing somebody to hardcore through Chromag songs, Hard Times comes over that song. And also the you know, like Exactly. So it's yeah, that's a hard time. Yeah, is a number Come in your way, kid, who's getting this mix. Number Hard f- times are coming your way. Number four and five picks from Kim are fucking fire. You know. Yeah. If Daniel didn't think I mean, his it, list if Daniel didn't think his list was getting smoked before. Shit. It's in trouble, so I'm gonna have to reach into I'm gonna have to reach into I'm gonna have to reach into the depths for this one. To come out swinging. Bad Brains, The Regulator. Wow. Yeah. The oh. intro and the way this starts and then the, you tell me what to do. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, you tell me what to say and how to say it. Yeah. Like, God, it's hard. And it's just smashing the system lyrically. Like, you can't control me. You're not the regulator of me. And, the music is off the wall yet so the DNA of hardcore. It's hard to describe that it is the typical hardcore song with bass intro and and speed and aggression, but it's also quirky and amazing at the same time, you know? Well I wouldn't say it's typical at all because it's it's a mid tempo banger. Yeah. You know, that's that's but do you, you know what I mean, like formulaically, like Sure. Okay, bass, and this is how we're going to have the guitar cut in and out, and you know, sure. Well, sure. yeah, but it's not a fast song. Well, yes, it, it's not, and it's catchy, and it's so good. Yeah, love the pick. Absolutely love it. Um, Joe, let's hit it with your number five. Number five. Kids of the Black Hole, adolescence. Oh, so catchy. Yeah. So singy. One of the catchiest songs ever. All right. Yeah. Tell, us, tell us about it, Joe. I wanted, uh, uh, you know how the intro is. It's slow. It's got that, you know, that slow build up. You know, like the, it, it just has this uh, sort of darkness feel to it, I guess. I don't, I don't know how to describe that. Yeah. I suck, I suck at that right now. Cosmic, um, cosmically but, dystopian. Yeah, yeah, that's good. There we go. I think it's Cosmic. ultra mag, uh, ultra in imaginative. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's extra imaginatic. Imaginatic. 
But, you know what, though, Joe? Like we we were saying earlier that perhaps nervous breakdown is that bridge from like what we would know as like a classic punk sound to the formulation of hardcore. Yeah. This is kind of like a really cool bridge from what was going on at the time of new wave to hardcore. You know, it's right. like it encompasses both sounds. Right. Or this is the bridge that goes on from hardcore into sort of pop punk too. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, with the musicianship of, of, of the guys involved in this, who, you know, which, you know, everybody was phenomenal. Uh, I say All phenomenal right, too much. Up. Yeah. Um, uh, but everyone needs to listen and, and to the, it, to the Philco Patreon podcast, or we go into one of the greatest new wave songs ever conform to the norm, conform to the norm. <laughs> And if you be, oh, we lost Joe. Again. You dropped out. Joe. Yeah, sorry guys. It's I don't know what's going on here. It's all good. Go on though. You were going to say something. Uh, I was just going to say that uh, you know the the entire record is perfect. The, you know the, the self titled blue record. The oh my god! And just the look of the record. Uh, yeah. Uh, but this song stands out amongst all of them. I think. Um, lyrically, musically, uh, you know, it's it, like I said, it's got that 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 dystopianish feel to the beginning, and then it goes into the fast parts, and um, yeah, it's great. It's a great and song. By, and by listening to this song, how much do you want to be a kid from the black hole? You yeah, know? like <laughs> even though it's horrible, but yeah, yeah, but it, it's a unifying thing. Like, hey, we're all we're all coming from fucked up areas, you know. So good. Yeah. Great, great pick. Alright. Number five. Dude, this is so hard. So hard, so hard, so hard. Um, but I am gonna go Picking Blind Justice. Um <clears throat> Perfect Agnostic Front Song. Fast and then a catchy chorus or a catchy like chorusy breakdown. Um this is yeah. kind of this is kind of the formula of victim and pain which is possibly the greatest hardcore album of all time. And uh, this song is so blazing and aggressive and then just so fucking catchy. And, you know, I always talk about how I like weird things in songs. I love that, like, going into the the singing on the breakdown, like the riff goes three times, you know, instead of going two or four times. It's just and you like, hate when they fix it. I hate when they fix it on Live at CBGB's for sure. Um, because it just like, it goes to show like they're a band and it's probably why they, they sound, they sound so tight, but so aggressive on this record. And it's probably cause they were just practicing and playing a shit ton of times. And like to do something like that, to go three times musically before you sing on the fourth one, it just means that like they were jamming that song over and over. And that's when it felt right. You know, it's like. Like two didn't feel right. Let's go one more time. And then it's like, ah, four didn't feel right. Like, well, ah, fuck it. Let's just do it three and then come in. Like that's fucking so sick. And uh Let's catch him off guard. Yeah, and then the lyrics on this song is is just timeless hardcore, right? There's no justice, it's just us, blind justice, screwed all of us. Yeah. Um fucking brilliant. Perfect song from like one of the greatest hardcore bands of all time. Uh that is my number five, Agnostic Front, 
Blind Justice. Now I get number six. Ay, 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 ay. Um, I think here, here's a song I'm going to choose. And this is for the kid. Um, Cause I don't know if it would make my top seven. It would definitely make my top 20, but the first time you hear the song, I guarantee you listen to it at least five times in a row. And that is sick of it all. My life. Yeah. Great song. It is so fucking catchy, you know, from like being fast and then cutting out and like, Oh my life. People tell me what to say. This is my life. Live it my own way. You know, like yes, it's so brutally fast. Yeah, it might be the hardcore version of Bad Religion. Do what you want. You know, like if you're like a 13 year old kid and you hear Bad Religion, do what you want the first time, you're gonna listen to it over and over and over and over, and it's gonna change your fucking life. And I think the same looking off your parents behind your bedroom door, (laughs) right? And I think it's the same thing with the sake of it all. If 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 it gets in, introduced to you early enough in your life, this song is going to resonate with you so much. And Sing It All is a band that, like, you know, even this record um, is just a great classic hardcore record. They have so much more stuff to, like, sink your teeth into, um, especially, I think, the two records that follow this, I think, are amazing, yeah. amazing hardcore, along with this one that is a hardcore classic. Um but this song for the kid that doesn't know hardcore yet is so fucking crucial. So that is, well, Joe is Joe is probably gonna give you something off the third album. I would maybe guess. I, I was so, thinking, I was thinking he'd bless us with something off the uh, the second or third album, but uh, we no. will no. Okay, all right. Thought, no, everything everything I picked was in the eighties. So oh, I thought Step Down was coming. He's just doing. He's going clobbering time, dude. Because Joe, fucking, he's he's got a little hot streak in him. <laughs> you know? I would pick a straight ahead song before uh, these early sick of all songs. Dang. Uh, I I but, thought about it. It was is very very close because straight ahead is like perfect hardcore. Um, it, it is, yeah. Self titled song. Oh my god. Yeah, that's where I would have gone. You know, yeah. I think. Or some on it, Craig are just fucking insane. Yeah. Okay. So that is my number six. Sick of it all. My life. Off. Blood, blood sweat. All. Blood sweat. No tears. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. All right, Joe, you're up. Okay. So um, my hard times got picked. So that was my only. I only had two New York picks on here, so I'm going to choose my second one, which is just Victim in Pain. Thanks. The title track. Uh, obviously, Agnostic Front. Uh, it's short, but 48 seconds or something. Fuck. But just fucking brutal. It sets the stage for you, for any kid, to go, okay, well, what's this band about? Uh, you get a little taste of everything of what they're going to about to do on the rest of the record, which Zach mentioned is possibly the greatest hardcore record ever. I'd say it's up in the top three for sure. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it, it, it gives you everything speed, a little 
kind of, I don't want to say melody, but you know, with that, that kind of breakdown. Um, well, it's like a, like an OE melody, right? So yeah, not, not yeah, a okay, on, yeah, yeah. Not a full on melody, but a singing melody. Yeah. Yeah. A singing, a, a sing along melody kind of piece. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's a great song. Yeah. While we're talking about like in my eyes being like the blueprint of like a slow to fast, this is a blueprint yeah. of a fast to slow. You know, like the yeah. verses comes in blazing and then I have a catchy chorus. Why am yeah. I going insane? Why am yeah. I the one to blame? Ring out, drum roll, back into the fucking chaos. You know? See? And Seven Seconds kind of like the West Coast version. Like the way that does that too. Totally. You know, and, and another song of like the example I'd use like this, this really early is like the the Void song, My Rules. You know, super like yeah. fa- fast and then catchy chorus like this. Fast and slow is fast slow. Oh, we just mentioned straight ahead as well. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Um, love this pick, Joe. Um, and again. I did good finally. Dude, I, I have loved all your picks. <laughs> I, th- I think that like this, if there's like this, it'll be interesting when we, we I want to, I love this idea. And I want to dig this idea into doing like more subgenres, but for the first one, it was fun to just kind of like open it up. And uh, yeah, there's just there's no way to lose, you know, when you're choosing seven top songs of like no limits, you know, just punk and hardcore. Like how you, you'd have to be a, a serious lame to have a bunk list, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so um, now moving on to. Uh, Possibly the the second best list behind Kim's. Let's uh, go to Daniel. <laughs> um. Okay, so I have them both on my list. I I didn't know if they both still be there because I'm I'm ending with a certain song that I want to end with. So my sixth pick, I have two '90s juggernauts that both belong on this list, but I have to choose between them. So I'm going to choose between Firestorm and Misha, those who fear tomorrow. And I'm going with Misha. It just edges it out because of the the extra tiny bit of menace and vibe that it brings that many other songs don't have. And it's the thing that sets it apart just a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's it sounds evil. It sounds scary. And it sounds unlike anything that had come along at the time of it. So I think it will fit really well in an introductory thing. And also just the sheer bass tone of just will it's the same kind of thing that you say, My life you'll listen to five times in a row. I think you'll listen to this as a kid, like, what? what is it? I don't get it, you know, at first. And what is he saying? <laughs> so, Misha! Because <laughs> the way it comes in and the stompiness and the just pure menace, that's the only way I can describe it. It's got just, it's got nastiness seeping out of it. See, Mike was worried when I was telling him I was doing this. He was worried to give a newbie integrity. 
He was like, uh, do you start them with integrity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's a good point, but you have to show them all ends of the spectrum, I feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you've we- got minor threat and then you've got integrity. Those are two very different ends of the same beast. Sure. So that's my choice. Love it. Can't argue Although with Although I'm, so, I'm so mad at myself for not having Firestorm on this fucking list. Well, you still get one more song, dude. So I know. I'm curious about the song that's going to edge out Firestorm other than uh, other than Misha. But uh, okay, so let's go to Kim with your number six pick. Uh, all right, so this is where I might lose some people. Uh, <laughs> I went with two songs that when I, well, one, when I got into hardcore, seeing this band live and saying yep. you were lucky enough to get to see them live quite often. So. I felt like it needed to be, at least one of their songs needed to be on my mix for them. And it's a newer band. So I went with American Nightmare, Farewell. Amazing song. Seven inch version, right? With Jesse Standard vocals? Yes. Cool. Yeah, I mean, this kid's going to be psyched because that is a killer song. I, I agree. Uh, but when I was thinking of this, I didn't want to only give them bands uh, that were from 80s or 90s. I wanted to give them something that was a little bit newer. And your blueprint, you're explaining to them, like, this is what I love, you know? Yeah, exactly. That makes perfect sense. And the iconography of this band and lyrical the lyrical left turn that this band brought to hardcore is so cool. Yeah, and to be able to experience it at Che Cafe as often as we did was yeah. something very special. Agreed. I fully agree with that. I enjoy the LP more because his voice is just fucking shredded. Um, but yeah, I mean, this can't take anything away from American Nightmare. They were a force that changed the face of this style of music um, yeah. and rad, you know, I thought it was rad because they, they had an aggressive sound like in a time where a lot of stuff sound sounded really safe. So while they brought in an aesthetic that may have turned off some people, I think a lot of the same people that were turned off by the aesthetic, um, if they opened their mind a little bit, they would have appreciated that like, a band got so popular that played so aggressively. Um, yeah. And, and was capped through all that aggression. And was what? And was so catchy, yeah. even with that raw, raw, raw aggression. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and uh, and they just took their craft really seriously, too. So, like, as, as someone that appreciates that, I, I appreciate it. You know, like, he obviously poured his heart out in his lyrics and... and uh, you know, spent a lot of time on them. Like there, that was an yeah. important part of the band. And that was like kind of a, a time in hardcore too, when like people were moving away from like lyrics mattering that much. And while his direction of lyrics is not necessarily like what I enjoy, it is nice having any sort of lyrics, um, come to the forefront, 
in this style, I think. Well, I mean, just think of how many different lines from this band have been tattooed on people. It's like these lyrics meant the world to a lot of the world's hardcore scene at that time, you know. And I think something that was really special about seeing them in San Diego was we had a scene that had so many different subgenres, but I I felt looking back on it, if you came to see an American Nightmare show, you could see people that would normally go to uh, see like an Arrow in Flight or, you know, like a plot to blow up the Eiffel Tower, but they would come to see American Nightmare as well. Or, you know, if you were more of the life or death, you still came to see uh, American Nightmare. So I felt that they were very important to have on this mix. I think it's a great pick. Very much so, yeah. I think it also might have uh, edged Daniel's list up a little bit, though. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I also feel like my closing out might bump me down. <laughs> Can I guess your closing out song? Well, sure, in one second. Because okay. I, I, I went with this list of using uh, my, my path and also what I didn't think you guys would pick. In some aspects, yeah, it, I, I love it. Be. I love it, but I am guessing just from kind of knowing you and the tiny little bit of clue you left. Yeah, Bane, can we start again? That was that that was one that was on there, but I did not go with Bane. Oh, okay. Wait, do I it get was, a guess? I thought it would have been on this. Because it says everything about commenting about hardcore at the time and why it, you know, the positivity smashing through all the bullshit. A hundred percent. I mean, being a, another special time at seeing them at Jay, um, and then later in life seeing them at bigger venues, uh, it it just wasn't the same. But seeing and singing along to those songs at Jay or Chain Reaction or yeah, you know. Oh, hi, or all like insane times when everybody's singing along. The first time I traveled to Posse Numbers in 2003 and seeing Bane there after only seeing them at Che and local venues, I was like, holy shit, all these people know the same songs I do. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're a band that so was that, that good and delivered. They. They were that good, and they deserve their popularity. Um, yeah. be- before you go into your seven, I want to pick. I want to guess too. Okay. She was getting heavy San Diego nostalgic, so she's going absentee debate. Another good one. Another good one, but not my pick. Okay. I'm. I think you guys are going to be disappointed with my final pick, but. <laughs> I'm going with it because of what it meant to me. And again, I'm passing this on to somebody and I've given them. That's the best part of yeah. Can in a mixtape is like, yeah. this song means this to me. And the person then maybe not like the song, but like the story. Yeah. And yeah. so, okay, well I want one more guess then. Okay. Jo- wait, Joe, do you, you don't know me. Do you want to pick one? I'm going to guess that it's, uh, uh, Rain and Blood from Flair, probably. Uh, good choice, good choice. <laughs> I think it's going to be the first song on the Masterpiece demo. 
know. It's got to be an in control song, right? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not a. It's not. A, it's not a top three hundred. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I feel like if you saw the rest of my list, you'd be like, "Oh, those are really good choices," and this one you should have moved off of there. But personally, for me, I traveled with this band. I toured with this band. I photographed this band for years. Oh, I'm going with Canonized by Blacklisted. Yeah, I was going to say, once you said you traveled with them, I, I knew who it was going to be. Yeah, I, I, for me personally, I know this is a weird pick. I know it's outside of what a normal, you have to have this on your list pick. But if I am giving somebody a mixtape, I need to give them something that comes from something that has meant a lot to me. And I have seen that band since the first time they played in San Diego and became friends with them and got to travel the world, went to Europe with them. And this song means so much to me. So I don't think it's a weird pick at all. I think that, but we, to tell the people, uh, what album this is on, and then where it falls into their catalog. Okay, so uh, this is on uh, Heavier Than Heaven, Lonelier Than God. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, Eye for an Eye, or We're Unstoppable comes out, and then the beat goes on, and people are like, oh, yeah, this is good. All they want to hear is Eye for an Eye over and over again. And then they take a little bit of a break, for the first or second time and come back with heavier than heaven. Their master opus, kind of. Yeah. We all regard as their master opus, right? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, so I, I only have the Beacos on. That's the only Blacklisted record I have. And I love that record. Um, but I only got that because Todd told me to get this record. So Todd Jones. Yep. Now, is Todd on... The record after this that you're talking about? No. No? Okay. No. Did he ever record with them? Uh I don't remember recording with them. He definitely played with them for a few years. Yeah, yeah. I know I know he went out there and was, was playing with them, but he recorded I, on one album and you can hear which one that is if you listen to the Todd Jones interview in one eight five archives. That's <laughs> which one a is good that? setup. <laughs> He talks about it on that interview. I just can't remember which one it is. Wow. Yeah, he definitely plays on one. I couldn't remember. Uh, this but, this album cover is fucking epic. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. My friend Melissa photographed it. Yeah, Melissa Farley photographed it. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And it is, it is the... I bought this record on the strength of that picture way before I ever knew her. You know, like, I just... I can't believe how good this record looks as a as just a piece of art. I think, with, and then the record's great too. <laughs> yeah, you with know? with talking about American Nightmares and Banes and Kill Your Idols, I think this band falls right in there. Um, just another powerhouse band that was touring for a long time, put out great yep. material, um, took their craft very seriously, and uh, they deserve to be mentioned. Yeah. This so for me, this is, this is, you know, I thought about going eye for an eye or nowhere in USA, but for me, this song and this record holds such a special place in my heart. We did um, 
record release shows in Chain Reaction, Chicago, and Philadelphia in three days. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So flying every single day. I went with them and photographed the whole thing. And it just, this is, this is an important record for me. And this is an important song for me. Love it. Um, all right, Daniel, let's cap off uh, the best list of the night. <laughs> okay. So before I get to that, I'm just going to tell you some of the other ones I had on. No, no, wait, wait. All right. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, because there you have two other people. Yeah, we'll do it at the end. Yeah, but I do want to uh, spoil it just in case they had them. No, they wouldn't have had these songs. But, okay. Final song Unbroken, Fall on Proverb. Perfect. Absolute perfect way to end this mix with the My hands are out. Yeah. Uh, just the desperation, the the raw drop D speed aggression, dodgy recording that makes it perfect and the just screaming. The screaming of Dave singing, but also kind of the the, the others in the back just screaming the my hands are open part with them and it just the perfect song and it also has such a interesting uh, musical way that it starts like like just pure noise that's built into a cacophony and then one of the guitars breaks away to go like and it just sounds so ominous and then click 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 and just rob's like super raw bass just goes off by itself and fucking hell it's amazing it's it's perfection. It's 1990s hardcore perfection. Great way to end. Yeah, and, and Daniel stole both me and Joe's gimmicks. Um, mine of singing the riffs and Joe's of knowing every bass player's name in the history of hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great pick. Well, I don't know his last name, but the guy from Unbroken who plays bass is Rob something. <laughs> Can't remember the last name. Uh, what's the drummer's name of, of uh, No Effects? Smelly, shout out Smelly. You gotta get a shout out. Smelly, come on the pod. Come on. Shout out Smelly. Yep. Because Noodles already got his drop this episode. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, yeah, great pick. And again, (laughs) right off stage. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that, that that was a great final pick for you, Daniel, because how we're talking about how our lists are, are pretty personal. Yeah. Um, and Joe, let's go to number seven from episode one. Oh God, this is so hard. They got a lot of great songs left over. Um, for the kid, <laughs> and this isn't the kid from Oxnard, so obviously there would be a whole different gamut of songs that would be on that tape, but. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna say that you both betrayed Oxnard heavily yeah. on your list. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go with booking its cover though, in this in this particular instance. Yes. From Miller Pew. Beautiful. Uh, because it's a perfect song. Yeah. Perfect. 
bass intro, um, slow singing, and then into raging. Yeah. Catchy chorus. Catchy chorus. Uh, you know, John's John Fanta's vocals are raspy and like you know, uh, capture that teen angst. Although I don't think he was a teenager anymore by the time they recorded this, but maybe. Maybe nineteen. He's early twenties. Um, yeah. Uh, they. Well, uh, Daniel, go, go on. What 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 do you have to say about it lyrically? Yeah, that's probably the most important part of it. Um, I mean, the music is just, you know, just great, top to bottom. But the lyrics, you know, have that uh, that effect of. Um, you know, people say we're not living the life that we should. I've never listened to them. I've always done the best I could. You know, explaining it's that the way that, I am is the way I like. Yeah, I won't change for anyone. Yeah. My morals are good. My values are right. Doesn't mean all my bad. But when I it goes fun. into that, when it goes into that, that uh, sort of skip beat that 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 Carl's playing there, like it just everything about that, the way that they set that up is perfect. The way Who's I playing look, bass on it? The way- Jim Callahan. <laughs> you know it's fucking Jimmy Callahan, motherfucker. I just wanted Joe to just drop him. <laughs> yeah. And yep. he's playing a Gallon Kruger. Uh, no, I don't have no idea. What he's playing <laughs> um, he's it was play, a Wednesday. He's playing the Fender P. Uh, it was a Wednesday afternoon when, when they recorded it. Uh, the wind was 20 <laughs> knots from the southwest. <laughs> Yeah. What uh, was the surf like that day? Two feet over. <laughs> well, there two was feet no, overhead. There was no surf because <laughs> if there was if there was surf, they wouldn't have been in the studio. No, John. John, <laughs> John wasn't there when they recorded bass. It was two feet overhead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so those those lyrics, you know, that's uh, well, we didn't even mention the it, the best part of the lyrics. It's hitting me is the oh. well the way I look. It don't mean shit. It's what's inside that counts. Right again, it's like you know that's what a moral. That's the advantage of like being so early in punk and hardcore is you get to like use these things that like later would be kind of generic because they've been done so many times. But if you're the first or the second or the third that does it, I mean, it's so impactful. I mean, well, and also when you do look punk and hardcore at this time in in life, you're actually speaking back to society of everyone wanting to fuck you up. Well, there's that too. <laughs> you know, you're telling them it doesn't matter what you think I look like; it's what I am. You know, yeah. it's amazing. And it's not just punk. I mean, you know, anybody can take the song uh, and apply it to their lives, being picked on for whatever reason. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, so that's yeah. what makes it pretty great. It's just as relatable that, if that you're it, a juggalo. Right. Definitely. <laughs> well. But they deserve it, so. No. No. No, we, uh, I don't know if I've talked about it on the pod before how much, how much I. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I, I respect, uh, Insane Clown Posse a lot. Um, and my, my reason is. How do they work? (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) Hey, they got some silly shit, but, and I don't, I don't listen to them. The musically, it's not my thing, but, uh. I just think about how many how many fucking people they saved from being shitty racists, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, and how many people didn't understand what they were doing and became racist? So, <laughs> well, that's, if, that's if, not their fault. 
No. But if anything, it's grassroots movement that is unto itself, and everyone that go, you know, like if you watch the Gathering of the Juggalo documentaries, like they are so welcoming, and it is about having a good time and shit. I, I, I can't find fault in it except for it's just a bit gross. <laughs> no, it seems it seems ridiculous, but it is like they created their own thing and they created it like from, I love from it. a positive well, angle. It's the WWF of music. That's what it looks like to me. So yeah, pro- probably worse yeah. than that. It's probably uh, old Memphis wrestling tapes, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, woo woo respect drink Fago. Um, all right. And for Zach's final pick. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So it came down between that song. So Joe, Joe saved me. Um, so I can now narrow it down to two. And this is heartbreaking because none of us took a UC song. Um, and oh, my God. Why those banks not on my list? <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I have it here as, as three that I was going to narrow down from that. Um, oh, my God. My, my choice. No- <laughs> ah, you done fucked up, kid. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So I, I had no thanks. Use your head. And then. The personal favorite I was going to choose for the kid was uh, My Own Mind um, for kind of the same reason we were talking about um, In My Eyes. Like the, I'm tired of taking the fucking blame. You know, love yeah. that shit. But you got you to put no thanks on. Uh, Out of those. Nope. I'm going with something that I cannot believe got did not get picked. This is the greatest number seven pick of all time. And it is Negative Approach Ready to Fight. Boom, boom, Trump card. Good God. Talk about a hardcore classic and a fucking beautiful number seven pick. This is it. Great number seven pick. Yeah. It's unbelievable, but now I'm, can we go to eight? Can we call this the super eight? No, this is super, what? this is super seven, like the, the mystic seven inch series. Um, and the company I work for. Yes. There you go. Great. But, Great company. Yeah. So for this blueprint, like talking another hardcore blueprint, you know, you're, you're talking about like an anth anthemetic. What word would that be? Did I say that anthemic? Ultra anthemetic. Yeah. Ultra anthemetic. <laughs> anthemagnetic. <laughs> it's ultra anthemagnetic on the, uh, on the verse <laughs> and then fucking insane chorus. And then the thing that even sets it even more over the top is to do the second verse. It repeats and it's all gang vocals. It's like, holy fuck, fucking brilliant. And then back to the chorus again. So this and is also if we we want to think of the genre being called hardcore, it is as hard as it gets. Like this is hard. Yeah, you know this is lyrically and sound, and we won't take any shit. Like. Fucking hell. Like, it's so hard. Yeah. I mean, if <laughs> that, I mean, that would be a good uh, pod to do. Would be like best first lyrical lines in songs. And uh, this might win, you know? Yeah. Like, for <laughs> we won't take any shit. It was like, fuck. Dude's mad. <laughs> Dude's mad. Um, yeah. But like, I, see, I, see the, I see the Cameron meme. 
you mad <laughs> yeah he is and fucking it's brilliant it's like a perfect pure example of this genre of music which is one of the greatest genres of music in the history of music um this is it in its purest form um early 80s hardcore straight out of detroit so that is my number seven pick and uh for everyone today or tomorrow when this comes out uh we will post all our lists on social media so uh probably on instagram that's at 185 miles south and then also there's a facebook page um which is 185 miles south and uh, we will post our lists i will also post them on as an instagram or as a spotify playlist and we'll do it in the order so the first seven will be kim's picks and then the, the next seven will be daniel and then joe and then myself um so you can check what we'll also out. do when we when we have them like typed out we'll do them as pictures and then we'll put a on the Instagram stories, we'll do a, a way that people can vote yeah, which so, one they like. Yeah, we'll do the voting the on the Instagram stories. So go to uh, at 185 miles south on Instagram. Make sure you uh, follow the account, and we'll do it there. Um, and, yeah, do you want to go through uh, some of your almost picks, Daniel? Yeah. yeah. I, I want to mention, too. So. Oh, my God. I'm so mad about no thanks. Like, I'm so mad. <laughs> it's hurting me. Firestorm. Hey, does anyone no else thanks. want to hear uh, Daniel cry about this anymore? No, thanks. <laughs> so here, here are like five that didn't make it. Uniform choice, no thanks. Alone in a crowd, is anybody there? Ooh. Judge, New York crew. Yep, it's uh, on my list. Um, God. The bottom of my list is gone, including the unbroken song for some reason. Um, let I'll just I'll just say those for now then. Okay, uh, and if you find it before the end, that's fine. Let's go to Joe. Joe, you got something to mention? Yeah, I do. Um, I also had values here, Dag Nasty, uh, give you nothing, bad religion, abolish the government, CSOL, deny everything, circle jerks, and then. A couple other Oxnard songs, just in case. Intense Energy, Burn, and Condition. Okay, I've, I've recovered it. Push It Away by Terror, slash Lowest of the Low by Terror, both of them. Uh, Pride, Madball, and um, Give Me Some Reality in Control. Kim, do you have any that you... Uh you had that didn't make your list? Yeah. Burn shall be judged. Oh, yes. Jug did. <laughs> First press, Jug did. Jug did. Uh, I also was a lot in my feelings, and, you know, I have okay. striking distance hated. Uh, oh, yeah. I had, I had oh, yeah. out, always have, and I had carry on off my chest as some other ones that I was like, I want to. Tell the kid about this era too. So, well, you're missing a very important band from that era. Uh, Rover, my dude, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> over my body, be there. All right. So, so over my dude, buddy, would be on there. Mike would like me to say "Die Hard Youth" hanging tough. So, oh. uh, to throw that in there. Yeah, but that's not even "Die Hard Youth's" best song. We all know it's "Posse Change." 
Yeah, I'll DJ <laughs> for sure. And then, uh, okay, so minor threat filler didn't get mentioned. Uh, uniform choice, my own mind, no thanks, user head. Agnostic front, blind justice, your mistake. Um, blind justice. Yeah, oh, not, yeah, last warning, your mistake then. Um, sheer terror, just can't hate enough. Chromags, show no mercy, world peace, and my personal favorite, life on my own, life of my own. Um, Judge New York crew, you got that. Repute, book and cover, got that. Burn, uh, I would go Godhead. Just like Jesus Christ, when it cuts out to like the, uh, like when he goes like kind of acoustic on the guitar and shit, or clean channel, I guess. Um, we talked on the last episode that like we thought inside out and burn was like the apex of how far you can take hardcore. Um, well, so. no surrender should be a, all a mention too. Yeah. Or, yeah. or burning fight. Um, yeah, but yeah. So it was hard for me to not go burn. I was, I was trying to think of like a 16 year old kid and I would want him to have the stuff on my list and then be able to discover burn. Um, Batman. Yeah, I always had this problem making tapes for somebody that it would end up being like too long of a, a mix for them. Right. <laughs> and being like, because I wanted to share everything that I was excited about to share with them. So picking yeah. seven was so difficult. Seven is yeah. brutal. Seven is brutal. I was just thinking like, I think we're at about an hour and a half now. Um, But like when we were deciding. Hour like, 45. Top- Okay, so when we were deciding like top five, top ten, it's like how many do we do? Like five might be too short, ten might be too long, and then it's like, well, let's just go seven. Um, but yeah, any sort of number is brutal because all these songs, it's like it's hard to not have them on the list. So also got Bad Brains, Dan, Band in DC, uh, Infest, Where's the Unity, Chain of Strength, True Till Death, Madball, Set It Off, and Across Your Face, um, GB. I'm but- saving that for the mosh, mosh part. Okay, all right. Uh, when we do the mosh pod, um, GB stand still, killing time, backtrack, uh, inside out, burning fight, discharge, protest and survive, stog 13, conditioned, side by side, the time is now, uh, yeah. void, void my rules, chain of strength too deep until now, negative approach, lead song, and last but not least, retaliate the nard way. So that's what I got. GB big now, too. Yeah. Oh. GB, like every song. A lot of these bands, yeah. every fucking song. So hard yeah. to write. You can't pick a wrong one. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> you literally could have just chose all Minor Threat songs. Yeah. You know, so. Or another one you do, like, top seven albums to give a kid. <laughs> yeah. Albums that are perfect. But then you'll still be tortured. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way to do this. So we'll, we're going to dial this down into to subgenres, and uh, it'll be fun to do when we we start nailing it down. Because then it'll be harder, and I think it'll be more entertaining when we like step on each other's picks and have to be a little more strategic with how we pick. Um, yeah, right. So that'll be fun. Top seven Gazi Mashpa. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll do. A, we can do a top seven Fugazi songs if that's what you want. If that's what the people want. Um, but usually, you know, I've never gotten pushback on the Fugazi stuff outside of people saying like, please don't talk about them. 
you know? (laughs) All I know is that you've got a whole cult that tries to trash me on the 185 miles. (laughs) What are you talking about? It's all love. But I'm untouchable. I'm untouchable, baby. It's all it's all love. You're the only guy out there with like three thousand followers on on Instagram. So the the people oh, the, the people love you, Daniel. Don't get uh, self conscious. <laughs> so, um, Kim, it was this a, was a fun one, though. Yeah, it was. This a, was a fun. One. Yeah, I want to say it was a pleasure having Kim on. Um, I love I, I loved your list from you know choosing f- some of the best songs to also like going in on the personal side. I think that's like that's a move of, of how you can really connect someone to hardcore, like saying like, here's some bangers. And then here's some that connect personally with me that are also bangers. You know, like I, I love the move. I think it was great. Um, Thank you. It was, it was definitely a hard thing. And I was uh, thinking about it all day of where, where I would place something. And then do I start them off? Sheer terror was on my list and I was like, ah, I don't know if that's where I want to start somebody at. It's sheer terror. But I yeah. also, like, I love sheer terror so much that I was like, oh, maybe they got to be on there. So it's definitely so hard to pick something. And then where do you go? Because is it only, you do only stuff that is from the 80s or early 90s? Or can you add a little bit of more newer stuff in there? and? I'm a little out of touch, so I wish I had more new music to share with people, but I usually go to Mike from San Diego for that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, shout out Modern Mike. Mike. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, thanks, thanks, guys. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Daniel. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Zach. Daniel, do you want to uh, talk it out? Oh, God. I don't know if anyone heard any of that except for the end part, which was the most important to you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Thanks everyone. <laughs>